Hello and welcome to Balance City with your host, me, moi, Danielle. We're going to talk all about the juicy stuff, about relationships, about business, about mental health, all the things when it comes to the journey of life, right? And what you'll see along the way is no one's perfect. We all have our shit, (laughs) to be frankly honest. And I am so thankful that you're here to be on this journey with me. And I'm going to have some epic guests sharing their story. And I just cannot wait to get this started. So let's go. Hello, hello, and welcome back. I am so, so excited for today's episode. And just to have you all here, today I have my girl Pitter here. And I'm super, super excited because she has an incredible story that I think a lot of you guys that listen can resonate with. Um, And again, we met on Clubhouse. I feel like every time that I'm doing an interview, we've met on Clubhouse because the app has been incredible. It's an incredible, incredible app. And if you have not been on the app, you need to get yourself in there. Uh, But Pitter, please just kind of introduce yourself and then we'll get into it. Hello, everyone, beautiful people, beautiful Thursday, beautiful day, wherever it is to you. Um, I am super excited to be on here with when she asked me to come on. I was like, "Mm, okay, I'll do it with her because I love watching her in general. But I am a photographer out of Atlanta and actually the world is my canvas. So that's what everybody says. I'm based out of Atlanta and Lake Oconee here in Georgia, but um, photography, I'm a photographer and it's, and a mother, an amazing mom to an amazing, um, if you know competition cheer, then you will know that that is a full-time extra job. Yes. And that is, um, yes. one, a force to be reckoned with. <laughs> uh, so yeah. yes, that is, um, basically, um, I'm, I'm actually a widow. Um, and so that goes along with the story that's going to be told today. And I'm so honored because it's actually one of the first times I'm really talking on a podcast about it and giving, I'm giving Danielle my, my, my story. And I, I'm honored to, to be on here today. So yeah, I'm a photographer, a single mom, widow, and pushing through everything in life. So if I can do it, you can do it. Here we go. No, I mean, I am honored to have you here. And I think when we briefly talked, like I heard your story on Breakfast with Champions and I was like, I need to get her on my podcast because she has an incredible story to share. So kind of go through the, I guess the, the little, you know, hurdles that you went through to get where you are right now. Um, I know that you're an incredible photographer, but how did you get from, from where you are now to where you were? You mean from where I was to where yes, I am now? Yeah, yes, 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 same thing. Same thing. Yes. Same thing. <laughs> so basically, in a nutshell, um, I, I, I was, I was actually telling somebody this morning. Um, I was when kids were in the daycare. I was actually sitting on the front row with my father when he was with one of the original 50 with A.L. Williams, which is now Primerica Financial Services and Travelers. And Art Williams and my dad would be speaking on the front row. And so I would sit and I would listen to them. And so 
it, it, and my little feet wouldn't even hang off the ends. Like my little feet were just like right on the ends. And I was still in the front row and I would listen to them motivate and motivate. And I really think that that has been something in my life that people often say, you know, who's your hero? And often it's missed many times. Your dad or your mom is your hero. And not, you know, not to take any away from Michael Jordan or, you know, anybody like that. But my dad is my hero because he, if I did not have that upbringing to where it, it was positive and my mother, my mom, oh my gosh, my mom bringing that positive influence to me. So with that, fast forwarding to when I was 18, graduated, um, started a company was I was 18. I told my dad I was not going to college. I was like, I'm not going to college. And I'm try telling an Armenian businessman that you're not going to college. Just letting you know. Right. So anyway, um, I started um, that business, sold it at 28. Around that particular time, um, around 28, I found out that I had um, I had um, stage three, four cervical cancer. And so it was around maybe 29, 29 or 30, around that area. And so I really kind of didn't know that I had had it, you know, but again, moving, I'm trying to move this story, you know, in a faster pace to get where we need to be. And, um, I remember, um, marrying my, I married my high school sweetheart and, um, Bill. And then we were, um, we, I sold my company, then worked for my dad and we traveled, um, to, to Singapore, Hong Kong with his technology company. And then I was able to see the world in a different, different scope mm-hmm. per se. And then, um, then I ended up being a photographer. And so, um, I was, I never thought I was going to be a photographer. My friends were like, you need to take my picture. You need to take my picture. And now I'm kind of going down a couple of different rabbit holes here, but I'm going to try and stay on track. So, um, anyway, so I ended up working for my dad. And at that time, I remember, um, going through so much, um, you know, getting into photography, getting into all of that. And, um, and I'll, and I'll kind of come back to that after the, the, the main story. But, um, when I, we got married and about three months in to, to being married, I had to have the surgery and it was all, I was all prepped and, they were like, you know, you need to come in this day. We're going to do the surgery. And so I was literally, they forgot to give me a pregnancy test. They literally forgot. They're like, oh, wait, 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 you can't do it. You hold on. Wait, wait, wait. We need to give you a pregnancy test. And I was like, I'm not pregnant. I've only been married, you know, three months. And I'm like, are you having sex? <laughs> and, you know, you're pregnant. You're married. Hello. You know, can I say that on your show? Can I say that on your show? Yes, you can. Yes, totally. Oh, okay. You can say whatever. <laughs> I'm like, is this rated PG? I just you can. Short. It's totally fine. <laughs> okay. So, all right. I'm like, okay. So, right. so anyway, so they they were like, you know, we need to make it. We need to take a pregnancy test. So I'm like, okay, whatever. Go ahead. Draw blood. Do whatever. And so I was all scrubbed up, had the cap on my head and everything and gown on in the bed. And so time's ticking by and I'm like, okay, I'm getting, I'm nervous enough as it is because of anybody, you know, going, having a surgery. And I was just like, okay, what is going on? And I'm like, can you find out what's going on? So this, as I'm saying that, this is like an hour almost that I'm waiting. At least mm. it felt like an hour. 
this nurse walked by and she was like, kind of went like this. She went, are you still here? What did you see the doctor? So it's like, she walked by and then she walked back and saw me and I'm like, I am still here. And she's like, at that point, like the heat just started, like almost had an anxiety attack because I was like, oh my gosh, they're going to tell me I'm dying. I don't even need to have the surgery because there's no use having the surgery because it's already moved into four, major four. So are they, or they need to do another procedure, whatever. Right. And so she's like, hold on a second. I need you to see the doctor, get dressed. And so I'm like getting, getting dressed. And I'm like, can you tell me what's going on? She's like, no, you need to see, really need to see the doctor. But her facial expression was like, you're going to die. And I'm like, okay. So I'm just like sweating and thank goodness I wore deodorant a lot of it that day because okay. I was just like, oh my gosh. So I come into your office. We, we come into your office and he's sitting next to me and I'm looking at her like this. And she's like, we cannot do surgery on um, did they, she, first she said, did they not tell you? I said, oh my gosh, does that tell me <laughs> what? what? I've been waiting here you know, forever. Like, I mean, I'm like, haven't like, <laughs> so, um, she said, did, and I, I said, tell me, just tell me. And she's like, well, we can't do, we can't do surgery today on you. I'm like, why? She's like, because we can't do surgery on pregnant women. And I'm like, so I, mentally I go from about preparing to have surgery to get rid of cancer, you know, and, and zap it and all mm-hmm. this stuff to, I'm about to hear that I'm pregnant and I'm going, so my mindset is like all over the place. And she goes, because we can't do surgery. I'm pregnant. I'm like, Oh my gosh, congratulations. You're <laughs> pregnant. Oh my gosh. I'm congratulating her that she's pregnant. And she's like, I'm not pregnant. You are. And I was like, I'm pregnant. And I looked at Bill and I was like, look at her. Like, I'm pregnant. Really? I'm pregnant. And she's like, you're pregnant. And I'm like, oh my gosh. The heat started Mm -hmm. from my feet and went all the way up to the back of my head. Literally heat. I was on fire and I knew that it was like the Holy Spirit. I mean, it was just like, she said, but we have to reschedule you to come in and have the surgery. You have to have the surgery. It's getting worse. And I was like, mm, no. Mm-hmm. And she's like, no, no, no. We have to schedule the surgery. You have to come back in. We ha- I mean, she's got her like book out and she's right. ready to make the appointment. And I was like, let me just think about it. Let me, you know, I mean, because again, going from you're about to have surgery to you're pregnant is like, what? <laughs> I mean, I thought I did not think that I could ever get pregnant just because I was always on the run, on the go. You know, I never saw my mom, myself as a mom, of course, coming from my mom had four kids. I didn't see at that time about being a mother. I knew I was going to be an awesome mom because I'm just off the, off the wall, fun, crazy, but, um, crazy good. So anyway, fast forward, I, they kept calling me the next day. They're like, make your appointment, make your appointment. And at that moment, and this is what I tell people, I was pregnant Mm -hmm. with a little baby inside of me Mm -hmm. at that moment. It, it didn't matter how big or small she was. It was, I was pregnant. God made it happen to have a little baby in me. And so she said, Pitter, you can always have another baby in case something happens. Mm-hmm. Well, guess what? I have one little baby right now. And God knew. And I was actually pregnant with twins. And I lost those at, back in... I can't remember exactly 2000, 
2004, five, 2005. So again, I wasn't able to have those twins, baby A, baby, baby A, baby B. I still have the little ultrasound. Again, going back to my, that gut in me saying, you may not be able to have other kids, you know? And again, I lost those. And so I went to five different, four or five different doctors and one doctor said, you know, you need to have the surgery. You need to have the surgery. And I was like, mm, you're not for me because I knew in my gut, I was looking for that right person to say, you can have this baby and it will be fine for you to have this baby. This baby will be fine. So after the, you know, the fifth doctor was um, Diane Tandy and Dr. Spaniard, amazing doctors. Um, and I'll say that again. I went to the fifth doctor just in case you need to edit this out. Um, um, I went to the fifth doctor and she was from um, the Ivory Coast, South Africa. And she talked with an accent and the other doctor, um, he was, she's a midwife. And so he was one of the top doctors. Models would fly in. He was a top C-section doctor, like in the country. And they would fly in because he did such a good job with the C-sections and stuff like that. And I'm 4'10", 85 pounds. So <laughs> I needed, I, 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 told, yeah. I walked in there and I said, I'm just going to let you know right now um, that your C-section I'm your C-section girl because it's not going to happen. Right. So anyway, um, she said, she looked at me and she said, did nobody tell you, you produce enough antibodies when you're pregnant to kill cancer? And I'm like, I love you. I'm like, I love you. So anyway, long story short, um, I had full-term pregnancy. When, not full-term. I She was three, three months premature. I was on a product. Juice Plus, and she was actually doing a um, a double blind placebo test on Juice Plus at the time. And I said, "Well, I'm already on Juice Plus, so I'm going to take it." Had one of the best pregnancies. I wish I could be pregnant again. So, I mean, I literally had the best pregnancy. I was happy. I was like, literally, it was like a it was like a basketball right here. And I would turn around and like the, the I was. I remember being in like Neiman Marcus, and I turned around at the at the cat. You were all baby, and these women were like, "Oh my god." And they wanted to touch it and feel my stomach. But honestly, it was just like a little bitty ball. And um, I remember when she said that, I knew that my gut, again, going back to your gut feeling. I was just going to say, like, I think that's a great definition of being an advocate for yourself. Yes. Because um, especially in the, in the medical field, like it's, you know, when you have these certain issues, like it's, you have to be an advocate. And I think if you, if you weren't and you were like, okay, with that first doctor, okay, I guess I'll have it. This wouldn't have happened. So that like, I definitely want to commend you for that a hundred percent for being the advocate and going to that fifth doctor and listening to her and going through the full term and having your beautiful baby. And um, I think what I wanted to, one of the things that I wanted to ask you was for those, for those people that are like battling with some sort of, of cancer or what have you disease, right. It doesn't have to be specifically cancer, right. but like, how did you stay so positive and saw that light in the end of the tunnel that it was going to get better? I'm going to fight this. Like what kind of, what kind of tips can you give to these people that are going through it and they might not have those, that positive outlook right now. Well, um, to, to kind of go with the story about how Mo was named, Mm -hmm. um, my daughter, I'll try not to get emotional. Mm -hmm. 
but that's good if I do. Because it's also, fine. It, you can cry. It makes, totally it, makes it so real and it brings it so home. Mm-hmm. Um, so she, anyway, ended up having Mo. She was amazing. I have it all on video tape and a lot of people don't get that chance to do it anymore. In fact, I think I was the, probably the last of the Mohicans to have that done. And um, um, my mom had a dream. Not, not a, it just had a dream that I had a little girl and her name was Mariah. And at the, and the reason it's Mariah, it was Mount Mariah in the Bible. And at the bottom of Mount Mariah, Abraham was supposed to sacrifice his son, but God brought a ram caught in the thicket to take care of all that. So God brought that. So he didn't have to sacrifice his son. It was almost like God brought Diane, my, or my midwife to me. So I didn't have to sacrifice Mo. And guess what? She saved me Mm. and I saved her. Mm. And that is the beauty of this story that is so significant. So when I first met her, my mom put her to my, to my, um, to my face and said, Mariah's here. And so from there, she's been, um, an amazing daughter. I mean, I can't ask for, for anything better in my entire life. Um, she's been my rock. She, I mean, the child is, like I said, a competition cheerleader, the one that flies and does the flips and stuff. So you can only imagine my stress level. But I've <laughs> sure. have no, yeah. She's like throws up and does the flips and lands on one hand. And yes. So she's, she was my drummer. She played the drums, the golfer, and it's, it's nothing she can't do. She was like my, the, you know, she's my perfect, my perfect storm. <laughs> Right. And you, so, and you had that, that storm, you had a, a big storm and then there was a light outside of that storm. So to your question, mm-hmm, um, yep. so I think it, it was important that, that everyone know that the backstory and my mother stilled faith in me. Um, and that faith brought me through it all. I mean, my friends were calling me going, you need to get a surgery. Peter, what are you thinking? I mean, they thought I was crazy. I mean, they're like, you have cancer. You have, it's, it's right here on the paper. It's showing you, you know, and I'm like, Mm-mm, I'm good. And mentally, I think that um, we often don't reprogram our minds enough. And mm-hmm. with that, I've learned to reprogram my mind on many occasions. We have to reprogram our mind every day. And for instance, if you, if you hear something negative come in, in your, in your mind and your, in your heart and your soul, I call it an open door. Mm -hmm. We've allowed ourselves to have an open door for something negative or bad to come in. And with that, just reprogram your mind at the end of the day and say, you know what, God, or, you know, whoever, you know, to you believe in me, it's God. After what I've been through, it is all God. And, and it is, um, that is who I, who I believe in. And, but with that, I just, like I said, if I, if something in, at night, especially at night, um, it comes and it likes to creep up on us at nighttime when we're quiet in our sleep or, you know, whatever, I'll immediately turn on like a sermon or something positive and, you know, or the rain is, you know, I'll, I'll turn on like my little rain app or, you know, something like that. And, um, but just reprogram it with positive. And it, you know, we are what we eat and mm-hmm. we are what we put into our minds. The same thing goes for what goes into our mind. 
So I encourage women, men to reprogram yourself at the end of the day, have a checkpoint, have a check moment. You know, what, what about today was really good. What about it was not so good and kind of maybe kind of say, you know what, that was then this is now let's keep moving forward. And if there's someone in your life, that's not, you know, you may not need to be aligning yourself with, or, you know, something like that. Not that you don't love them. Not that you don't love them. It's just that you need, they need to be there in their lane and you need to be in your lane and, and just keep going and be positive and um, just don't let anything negative come in and, and, and steal your joy. I love that. I love that. And I did also kind of want to ask, cause you, you know, you're going through this and, um, and your husband passed away as well. And I know when we were talking, we had that in common that my sister passed away and how, I guess with those, t- with, with family and friends, like when they want, they, when they like say these things to you might not necessarily be the right things. Um, cause I know with like experience that, you know, my family has had, like we, they've had separations with friends because they didn't know how to talk to them. They didn't know the right things to say. Um, I guess, could you give some tips to that as well? At, you know, for those people that are, you know, have a friend that's dealing with the same thing and they're like, what is the right thing? What's, what is the wrong thing to say? Cause I think that's important too. Yes. And I will say, um, he was my former husband. We were divorced, but in the very end, there's another backstory behind all that. Um, in the very end, he was, um, we were, we became more, you know, again, we went through a really bad trial and then on the other side of it, it was, it was complete joy and that he and I were able to connect again and be friends. And like I said, it was amazing. So this, what I'm saying right now, Mm. I don't know who is supposed to hear it, but um, I was able to forgive him and him forgive me. And through it all, we were able to, I was able to be and connect with him before he passed away. And that is so amazing because you don't know when it's your last day. You don't know. And this, that story is again, can be part two or three, or it's going to be on many platforms, but um, you know, I, just for our, our, our daughter's sake, it was, um, it was just really cool to, to be reconnected with that. And a lot of people, um, don't know what to say. And I'll tell you this, this is something that I learned from a friend of mine that lost his wife. Grieving is loving with nothing in return. Mm. Grieving is loving with nothing in return. You can grieve, but that person's not there to help you through it or to love you through it, through that. And you can all you hear it. They always say, "Oh, I'm praying for you, and I'm doing this, and you know, I'm, um, I'm, I'm here for you." You know what? You can't if you're there for them. Show up, mm. show up, yep. put a casserole on their on their doorstep, and you know, do something without them having to tell you because they can't think. I can't. I mean, I'm, I couldn't think I was trying to focus on her, making sure she was okay, making sure my company was, you know, like making sure that was intact. And again, I was very, again, it was just an emotional, just, you know, 
it was about a just crazy time. And when I've learned to don't ask, just do it. And the best thing that somebody can do is things like send over someone to do the laundry, send over to do somebody's yard work. If it's not getting done, do the little things that they, that you don't really think about flowers. I don't send me flowers. My cat eats them and he gets <laughs> sick and I'm cleaning that up. Then I got to, you know, so, <laughs> right. But it's true. Um, those are certain things. It's the little things like Amelia Antonetti. Uh, mm-hmm. She is on breakfast of champions. You know, it's that honey, that honey do list, that honey pot, you know, what's in the honey pot An oil change help, help a widow or, or a widower, you know, that may have been used to, a woman being there has no clue what to do now. You know, he has no idea how, what she was doing in the home or with the kids. Jump in, just dive in and, and help him. If you have time, help him, help her. You know, again, I have somebody that comes over and changes my filter and my air conditioning because I can't reach it one. Right. It's little things like that. It's about taking out the trash or, or just showing up. And, and those are the best things that says, instead of saying, I'm praying for you, say, I'm going to be over at your house in about a week or two to see exactly what needs to be done for you. It's, so yeah. it's not so much send them flowers, say, I was going to send you flowers, but I decided you needed, you know, to have your dishes clean. I'm coming and I was going to come clean yeah. your house, or I was going to come back in your house, or I was going to let you sleep for like three hours and answer the phone calls that are coming in because they're, they're so, you're so inundated with calls and I'm still getting calls and it's been nine months to people that, you know, just didn't, haven't heard or didn't know, you know, it just, so again, those are the special things that I think that I can speak to that really have helped to the ones that have showed up for that part of it. I think that is a hundred percent. I couldn't agree more. And I know that that was for sure helpful to those, to those other people. And I always love to end my interviews with this one question because I think I always get like, I, I, and I write them down because I think they're so interesting because you are such an overcomer. And I think, I think you're probably going to write a book one day. I just see it. But what would the um, title of your book be? There's several titles. Mm-hmm. Um, one is From Suits to Sweats. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> from Suits to Sweats um, because I'm wearing half sweats and half suit. And that's um, a reason why from suits to sweats. And then my girlfriend was here with me. Um, and she would always say brace for impact. Mm, I love that. Yes. She, Heather is one of my dearest friends, longtime grade school friends. She is like the queen of one liners and she is the most amazing person. She has like had brain surgery and everything. And she's still an overcomer. I mean, she just is like perseveres. And we were sitting on the end of my bed and she's like, oh gosh, here we go again. Brace for impact, you know? And, and that was like, you know, I'm not going to steal her thunder, steal her joy or anything, but that is so true about, about, you know, bracing for impact because you don't know again when your last day is going to be or, or, or your loved one or somebody in your life, whether it be a friend, a mother, sister, brother, you know, husband, spouse you know? Um, so again, that is, that is something that's, 
I don't know. What do you think? What no, you think I mean, I I love that brace for impact. I think that's that would be an epic title for you. And and uh, I I know I'm going to see it in bookstores one day. I feel it. I feel it. It's definitely <laughs> coming. It's you're getting like the just the the part one yep. of the three, two, three, and four. And I'm just so honored and. Um, well, like I'm going to, I'm going to for sure have you back to do those three and four parts, because I think your story just continuously needs to be told because you are so inspiring. Um, but for like the listeners, where could they find you? Give them all your, your socials, because I'm going to put everything in the show notes. So throw so it out there. So on Facebook, I'm Peter Kalpak, K-A-L-P-A-K, Goffner. That is my maiden name and it is Armenian. So for who, who asked, and it was shortened, it was Calpatian, and now it's Calpac because my grandfather came over on the boat. So anyway, I have to honor him in my Armenian culture. So um, it's Peter Calpac Goffner, and it's G-O-U-G-H-N-O-U-R on Facebook. On Instagram, it is Peter Photography, Peter Productions Photography, and then it's Peter Goffner on Instagram as well. LinkedIn, Peter Goffner. And then sometimes you can find me at Peter Calpac. Usually you can just Google Peter <laughs> it's such a It's such a unique, beautiful name that I think that if they just type in Pitter, they'll find your just beautiful Just put in name. Pitter Photography. Pitter, and actually Get Pitterized is the, the main yes. um, the main thing. Everybody always asks, how, how in the world did you get, get Pitterized or get hashtag Pitterized? So if you can hashtag Pitterized, you'll find me. And so... Well, I just, I absolutely adore you. And it's been just an honor to have you. And I need to have you, when you come out to New York, you need to let me know because I need to get pitterized. <laughs> I know. And I was just there. I was like, oh. I know. And I miss, I, yeah, I miss the whole Breakfast of Champions and all that. But next time you go to, come to New York, definitely let me know. Well, that's my stomping ground. I grew up spending my summers in New York in Yonkers and upstate in Westchester County. So you know, that's my, I love it there. And, you know, just say the word and I'm coming. Perfect. perfect. <laughs> you do not have to twist my arm no. at all to come to New York or but, LA or, you know, anywhere. I'm just always, well, I, I love just, it. I appreciate you so much. And thank you so much for, for being here and hanging out with me. So tip for the ladies. My mom taught me this. Always put your makeup on, get up and get ready for yourself. Put your lipstick on and don't forget that. Men, don't worry about the lipstick. Just do your hair. Make sure it looks cool. But a tip, don't stay in bed. Get up out of bed. Just put your feet on the floor, plant them, and get going. Get moving. But just make sure you just put a little lipstick on, a little blush. Just make sure you look alive. That's a pitterization. Yes, I love And that's how we're going to end it, guys. I love that. I love, love, love that. Thank you again. <laughs> 